Good afternoon, everybody. Sorry I was in the dark for most of that, but... <laughs> so, um, it's great that you're all here. I'm really glad that you have. You all come expecting to receive something. Yeah, because that's the important element. You know, sometimes we can do things just out of normality and just because that's what you do. But I think it's very important that when we go somewhere, in any area of life, we go with an attitude to receive something incredible and learn something and grow as people. And we thought that tonight, with it being so close to Valentine's Day, that we would theme the night around love. Hence why we decided to start out with that classic. Um, so, yeah, it's great. Um, now, it's interesting. The irony, I always find the irony incredible of, of when we're doing something like, like this, in that you prepare something, you plan something. I've been kind of um, wrestling with what I was going to say. And it's interesting because the very topic of what you're going to bring is usually the very thing that you get challenged with the day that you're going to bring it. So I found everything that I want to talk about is something that I've realized I haven't grasped yet at all, which in a way makes it more authentic, doesn't it? Because we're all on this journey together. Now, it's interesting because how many of you would agree that um, most organizations and movements rely on a whole heap of terms and conditions to, to operate? Would you agree with that? Yeah, you know when you apply for something, uh, like a credit card or whatever, it has a whole heap of terms and conditions. Now, even as people, we have our own set of terms and conditions that we apply to ourselves and also to others in order, in a way, for us to cope. We know that there are certain boundaries that we can live in, that we understand this and we understand that, and it all makes us feel quite safe. Now, conventional Christianity has been one of the biggest places for this thing that we call conditions. Because what we've had to do is say, God is over here and you are here. And in order for somehow to get God from up here to down where you are here, you have to sign the terms and conditions to say that you are going to fit within a certain mold. And then somehow, if you do that, you and God will be okay. Have any of you experienced that? We've all come from that, haven't we, in a way? Now, one of the most amazing scriptures to me, if I could scrap off the whole Bible and just have one scripture, it would be this. God is love. Now, how many of you would agree if that was the only thing that had ever been written, there would have been a lot less uh, discrimination, prejudice, opinion? We've got to admit that, haven't we? God is love. Now, you all know biology, that if we are our parents, we all have DNA and hand-me-downs and genes that are from our parents. Some of you will hate your mum because you've got their nose, or you've got your dad's ears, or come on, come on, it's true, yeah? Now, if God is love, and some of you tonight might think the word God, I'm talking about the essence that encompasses all things, yeah? If God is love and we are formed from the breath of God, then what does that mean? It means that actually you are a being of love. Now, how many of you feel that all the time? Come on, be honest. I don't. I haven't felt it today, in all honesty. And this is the issue, isn't it? Now, I believe that when we say that God is love, we're talking about a love that is unconditional. We're talking about a love that has no conditions, that has no limits. And remember, if as people, we are conditional beings that have learned to tick all these boxes and assign certain boundaries, we sometimes struggle to get our head around that, don't we? Now, the greatest obstacle facing us is the lie that we must somehow condition ourselves to be loved or to love. Yeah, that's the greatest lie. Now, Jesus totally blew the conditions for living right out of the water. And this is what I think is amazing. There were people who felt like total scumbags and he said, none of that matters, how you feel, the conditions that you think you're living in. But there were also people over here who thought they were perfect and he said to them, I don't really care 
that you're perfect either. So just see there's a flip side of the coin here. Some people think that if you've conditioned yourself to be perfect, that somehow that matters as well. But it doesn't, you see, because unconditional love has no conditions, whether it be you're perfect or you're not perfect. Does that make sense? Good. Now, we make statements like this, and I want to hear lots of, um, lots of heckling here, right? We make statements like this. I will be loved when. I will feel good if. I will love them when. I will feel happy if. Have you all said them? Probably this week or even just in the last hour, yeah? You see, God sees you and only sees you for who you truly are, regardless of the conditions that you have placed upon yourself. Isn't that amazing? That's what it is to be unconditional. To live in unconditional love is to remove the conditions you have placed upon yourself and start feeling the wholeness of who you truly are. Isn't that awesome? Some of us have become disconnected from this truth because we have stopped appreciating how worthy, how special, how unique, and how delicious we are. Isn't that awesome? Yeah? I want tonight to be an experience for all of you out here to experience the deliciousness that is you. Because you are awesome, you are rare, you are unique, there is no one else like you on this planet. And I want you to come to grips with that tonight, that you are a being of love. The very essence of you is to be loved and to love. And I want us to absolutely birth that in this room tonight. And I think we'll have a great time. I'm speaking to myself as well now, all right? So maybe the way we viewed ourselves all along has been totally incorrect. Check this out. How awesome is that? It's just amazing, isn't it? Out of the lyrics, just absolutely fab. And Amanda, I commend you. You are absolutely incredible. I think that the last uh, few weeks, the um, Q Without You has just been absolutely mind-blowing. I think to be able to hear other people's journeys and stories is just, uh, it's incredible. And that's what this is all about. So again, I want to encourage you if uh, you have something that you want to bring or even if you have something that you want to say that maybe you're not comfortable saying that you want somebody else to bring through either a video or you want us to talk about it for you, then please do contribute your thoughts, please. So are you all enjoying yourself? Good, I'm glad. Okay, so uh, can we just put that slide back on for a second, please? I just want people to be able to have a little look. I'm going to read it out. You can never get it done and you can never get it wrong. And the reason you can never get it wrong is because it's never done. Just let that sink in a second. I'm going to read it again. You can never get it done and you can never get it wrong. And the reason you can never get it wrong is because it's never done. Now, some of you will struggle with that because we're all brought up with the concept of right and wrong. Yeah. And we all have certain uh, things in our heads that say, well, yes, I can get it wrong. And some of you are already going like, what? Yeah. Okay. So let me just explain. When we live our lives with a belief that love is a destination to be achieved rather than a reality to be realized, we will never be present at the party. Yeah, I'll say that again. When we live our lives with a belief that love is a destination to be achieved rather than a reality to be realized, we will never be present at the party. One of the reasons why we're not present at the party is because we're already always thinking that we've got to get somewhere, right? Because this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And therefore, until I get all this right, I can't achieve a bit like what Amanda was saying. When actually, the party is right here, right now, just as you are. There is nothing to get done apart from you experiencing the fullness of life right in this very moment. Do you hear that? Some of us are constantly worrying about tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, what's happening next month, this, that, and the other. And we're not at the party. 
We're not, we're not enjoying and living life to the full of what it should be. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I hope that, that, that uh, little slide has got some clarity there. So if setting conditions for ourselves was so natural and normal, then why does it make us feel so unhappy? Yeah, Amanda again said so clearly, she was aware there was a disconnect. It's like there were so many things that needed to be achieved, you know, um, to look better, to, you know, to get more approval from others, all of this. And yet it, it's not bringing any peace of mind or any peace of soul. And that's because actually those conditions are not assisting us to achieve anything. Does that make sense? Um, what if we don't feel like life's a party? We were talking in the meeting this week saying, you know, okay, it's all right telling people to show up at the party, but what if people don't feel like their life's a party? It's something to be addressed. Well, the only thing I can offer you here is this. The reason why we don't feel like life is a party is because we, have, we are absolutely bound by the conditions that we have placed upon ourselves and we believe that we can get it wrong. We believe we can get it wrong. Now, way back in the beginning, whether you believe that the Bible was a poem or whether it was, it was real or whatever, it said there was a tree there was a tree of life and there was a tree of right and wrong. Now, when you're eating from the tree of life, it's just all that is. When you're eating of the tree of uh, right and wrong, all of a sudden these things called comparisons start to creep in. We start to measure ourselves by others, by what other people think, what we think of ourselves, rather than the fact that we are an absolute extension of God in this earth. And that is the truth, yeah? A bird or a flower isn't questioning whether it's getting it wrong. A tree doesn't question whether it's getting it wrong. And yet for some reason, us people go through life always wondering whether, are we getting it wrong? Are we getting it wrong? The reason we can't give, um, we can't give, give love to others is because we forget that we are love ourselves. And we forget we are love because we lose our receptiveness of it. The only difference between us and the great teachers of our time, we talk about Jesus a lot here, is that they were consistently receptive to the flow of what God was and what God, what God was in that moment. If we are all the representation of God in our time and space, we've been learning over the last few weeks that you are God in the now time and space to the people around us, our purpose is not to achieve love, get this, our purpose is to realise we are are love. And that right there is the diamond. God is love. I am love. God is love. I am love. And when I am love, I can love. Try getting mad at yourself or others whilst repeatedly saying, I am love, and see how that goes for you. It's interesting, isn't it? Think of all those negativities and just go, I am love, I am love, I am love. I am here to be love. I am love, I am loved, I am love. And see whether those negative thoughts can persist because actually there's a disconnect between the two and you see actually what we need to do is get ourselves into the party. I am love, I am love, I am loved, I am loved. I can love, I can be loved. Do you hear it? It's a different sound, isn't it? So exciting. Unconditional love is the natural state of mankind. If we can only all be receptive enough to this truth, that will never change, we will collectively learn to dance together and create a world that is truly spectacular. Good evening, everyone. 
I hope you've had a really, really, really great night. Um, we've gone on a wonderful journey, haven't we? And I thought it was brilliant what's been said tonight. Um, and I hope that over the next, last few weeks, you're in, really enjoying where we're going as Q and also realising this is incredibly good news. I went to, I was, we were just getting ready to come out tonight and I was chatting to Daniel and I was actually chatting to him about that clip we were showing on This Is Us. I said, we're going to show that clip. And his words were, oh, that's a funny thing to show in, in church. I said, oh, why? He said, well, it's a holy place. So I went, a holy place. And it fascinates me that he has been raised really in quite a different um, way because he's been around here his whole life and not given a lot of the things that I was given. And yet you acquire them. These conditions that we've been talking about tonight don't just exist within church. It's kind of the, the rules around things. So I said to him, um, all right, okay, what, what's a holy place? He went, I said, I don't think church is the holy place. I said, where's the holy place? And he went, heaven. <laughs> and so we had a wonderful conversation because what I, I talked through with him is actually, he is the holy place. And what we've been talking about tonight is that actually, it really is in us. And we've all been acquired an idea that Joel's been talking about tonight and Amanda, that it's somehow God is out there. And if we get it right, and if we meet it, we're all going to be okay. But the truth is, it's Christ in us. It's actually in us and part of us and through us and all of those other things. And a little bit like Amanda, um, I've wrestled with the skin I'm in for a lot of years, thinking, well, I know he loves me, but I don't think he's much of a fan. And how many of you have identified with what was said tonight? And I think we've all struggled with it. Um, now, I found a temporary solution to that for a time in the form of my religion. And Joel talked at the start about how there's people that think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm no good. And there's people that think, oh, actually, I'm doing all right. And I think I went from there to there thinking, I'm no good. How can I be all right? Oh, I I know if I hit certain boxes and become perfect, um, then I actually can feel good about myself. And actually, that's really difficult to sustain. And some of you might have found yourself in a place where you've thought, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. And then, no, no, oh, no, I'm not. And how can we move forward in those times? And I know for me, I went on a little bit of a journey. Um, and I've, I've summarized it like this. I realized I could no longer tick the boxes. And that for me was a disaster. And I know from talking to some of you and the journey we've been on together over time that um, some of us had to face the fact that we couldn't tick the boxes that we had in place that we thought, these boxes make us okay. And then actually I found I didn't know what the boxes were. Thinking, I have no boxes. <laughs> what are these boxes that I'm supposed to tick? And that led me to great darkness. And I also know some of you have been there. And then I came to believe that there were no boxes at all. That there are no boxes for us to take. I don't know what I'm doing. And I know some of you have been there and may still be there, and that can leave us very disillusioned. And then what I found, as some of you are finding and have found, is that the light began to shine. And when the light shines on some of this stuff, um, not like it did, I thought it was wonderful, the fact that we were going to talk tonight about let there be light, and at the start, <laughs> you were in the dark. And then we saw you in all your glory when the lights came up. Um, now, I'm still working on it, but really, I'm up here tonight to echo what has been said, that actually, God is not out there as a separate being who we need to make love us, that he and I are one. And for some of you thinking, oh, this is all a bit of a new idea, I'm not sure I like this new idea. It's not a new idea at all, because Jesus actually said, I and the Father are one. It's not a new idea. It's us getting back to the idea 
ditching all the rubbish we've acquired since then. But you say, yeah, but that's just Jesus. Well, who was Jesus? He was the Word made flesh. The breath of God made flesh. Is that not us? Have we not got breath? You try talking and saying a word whilst holding your breath. You can't do it because actually we are now that flesh and we are now that breath. So he is what God was saying. And tonight you are what God is saying. That's who you are. This is us. This is me. That's who we are. So two final thoughts really as our our call to action tonight. Number one, um, right back in the beginning, um, and as you say, whether you want to see it figuratively or actually, it doesn't really matter, but the, the words spoken, let there be light, and they were spoken into nothingness, into darkness, nothing existed, and there was a let there be light, and we want to tell you tonight that there exists over your life an almighty let there be. And I will leave you to fill in the blanks tonight. What do you want there to be a let there be in your life? Is it going to be a let there be forgiveness? Let there be hope. Let there be faith. Let there be a way through. Let there be provision. Let there be friendship. Let there be release. Let there be whatever let there be you need there to be in your life. Um, There is a potential for that to exist, not from out there, but from something that can come from the Creator that resides already within you that will give you everything you need to equip you to go that journey. And the other thing I want to add to that is that part of how we action that is in the same way that there was a young girl, and some of you will know the story, who one day um, this God said to her, I want to put my life into you. I want you to have my life and I want to create something out of nothing in you. And her response was, let it be to me according to your word, according to what you've said. So there's two call to actions tonight. Number one, that you will put your faith that there is a let there be and that what you've heard tonight is true for you too. What you've heard from Joel, from Amanda, from the, vo- the, the lyrics of the songs, what you've heard, there is an, a potential in your life for there to be a let there be moment. And then the step you make is to believe, do you know what? Let that be to me. Let that be to me. I'm going to dare to believe. I'm going to be brave, like Amanda said, um, and let's embrace the fact that God is not separate, but is very, very much an ever-present help in all of our lives. And we're going to end with an anthem that says, let there in all of this be, be love for ourselves, towards each other, all under this umbrella of what's been made available to us as a gift. So does that sound exciting? So enjoy. thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you so much. And um, what we pray tonight is that you will be able to experience a let there be love in your life as you move forward from today. Thank you.